This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hi, I'm Stephen Krasowski, Communications Manager at RMA. 2020 saw RMA responding to the COVID-19 crisis by quickly pivoting to virtual peer sharing and other events, adding new business solutions, and creating content across our many platforms to help institutions navigate an unprecedented economic shock and be more responsive to our members' needs. Today, I'm joined by Nancy Foster, President and CEO of RMA, to discuss RMA's top initiatives from the past year. Hi, Nancy, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Steve. So Nancy, RMA has done a lot to support its members during the pandemic in 2020. Can you talk a little bit about the resources RMA offered? Sure, Steve. RMA worked really hard over the past year, alongside our members, of course, to deal with the challenges created by this pandemic. And long before any of us had heard of PPP, RMA began enhancing our content and programming to educate our members on this emerging risk. I'm proud to say that RMA was really out front on COVID-19 when we held our first webinar on the virus over a year ago. Some of our listeners may recall RMA contributor, Dr. Stephanie Head, alerting bankers to this emerging risk long before it was a topic of conversation in most parts of the industry and well before the World Health Organization officially declared COVID-19 a pandemic on March 11th. In addition to offering timely thought leadership through a variety of our delivery channels, which you know include the RMA Journal and our e-newsletter, The Industry Insider, we also set up a number of members-only weekly conferences calls with senior leaders and practitioners across all of our risk disciplines. These calls alone connected over 6,000 of our members with their industry peers and allowed them to share both their challenges and solutions on how their financial institutions were managing the impact of the coronavirus across a number of fronts. We shared these valuable insights on a coronavirus blog that was available to members only on our website. And as the crisis continues to present ongoing challenges, many of these discussion groups have chosen to continue their dialogue through group chats that we make available through the RMA exchange. And then last and certainly not least, RMA offered over 50 timely webinars on the pandemic as part of our risk readiness webinar series. This essential programming reached over 10,000 participants and addressed the many unique impacts of the pandemic as it unfolded. And I know that our members really appreciated the fact that these were all offered on a complimentary basis. Thanks, Nancy. Could you talk about the products that RMA has unveiled this past year that makes sense now more than ever? Yes, I'm very proud that we were able to launch two new risk management products amidst everything else we were doing remotely, of course, during the pandemic. I'll first talk about RMA's Model Validation Consortium, which was launched just over uh, six months ago and has really taken off. As you know, models are playing an increasing role in helping banks manage not only risk, but optimize many facets of their business. Banks may have anywhere from 10 to 100 models, depending on their size and business model. Each of these models needs to be validated on a periodic basis, typically one to two, three years which is very costly, whether you do the validations internally or externally. So RMA saw an opportunity to enter this market in order to provide expert validation services banks need at a reduced expense 
through the efficiencies gained with the scale we can create. And as participants in this program increase, costs will continue to go down and we will pass these savings along to our members. I'm really excited about our ability to play a role like this in the industry and to see how quickly our membership is transitioning their model work to the MVC. Banks of all sizes have participated, so I encourage anyone who hasn't already engaged with us on this topic to learn more by visiting RMA's website at www.rmahq.org for more information. The other product we've developed, our dual risk rating tool, is particularly relevant as credit is once again front and center for our members. For over two decades now, the larger banks with the analytical staff and resources available have invested heavily in dual risk rating systems. Dual risk rating is absolutely best practice when it comes to managing credit risk exposure and was required as part of Basel II for advanced banks. It gives banks far more precision and granularity to quantify and manage their loan portfolios, not only to minimize loss, but to maximize return as well. However, the cost of implementing dual risk rating systems has kept this capability out of reach for the majority of banks. So as part of our mission to advance sound risk management principles, RMA launched its dual risk rating tool to fill this gap in the industry. What's unique is that RMA was able to develop the tool not only with one of the industry's leading experts, but also with member banks participating as well. This ensured that we were offering the best combination of sophistication, affordability, and transparency in a quantitative tool. RMA underwrote the development of the product and is able to collect data and provide benchmarking as well. We offer it at a subscription rate that is affordable to banks of any size. I really hope our members take advantage of the opportunity we're offering to advance sound risk management across the industry. Like the Model Validation Consortium, members can find more information on this tool by visiting our website or by sending an email directly to riskrating at rmahq.org. So Nancy, RMA has enhanced its growing array of virtual offerings with two new delivery methods of virtual courses, demonstrating its commitment to convenient and accessible training and thought leadership throughout the COVID-19 pandemic and beyond. Why did RMA decide to create these virtual courses? You know, Steve, our board was meeting just over a year ago in person as the virus was taking hold. And anticipating what might lie ahead, they asked RMA to make it a top priority to continue offering the quality educational opportunities our members rely on in a remote environment. This required us to accelerate our learning and development strategy and to think differently and creatively about how to make it work in both virtual and online settings. For our live online courses, that has meant working with our instructors to reimagine the classroom experience in a virtual format that keeps participants attentive, engaged, and learning. One of the nice benefits of this format for our members is broader availability. Rather than being limited by geographic region, our classes are now available to anyone, anywhere, and we've seen an increase in participation as a result. At the same time, we've also been hard at work on new self-directed online courses that represent a fresh and modern approach to learning and allow participants to learn at their own pace with case studies and other engaging interaction. And finally, in response to member feedback, we've also added manager's guides with course outlines, job aids, and mastery assessment information to help managers support learners in refining and retaining their knowledge. Thanks, Nancy. Can you talk about RMA's virtual roundtables? Absolutely, Steve. As you know, RMA roundtables have long been a favorite of our senior members. So in order to continue this 
important peer sharing experience, RMA has recreated a full offering of our roundtables in a virtual setting. This has made it both affordable and convenient to continue being a part of these signature RMA events. These gatherings have always been an opportunity to engage with and learn best practices from industry peers who share your passion for knowledge and excellence. They are also a chance to be part of a like-minded community, and we certainly need that now more than any time that I can recall. All RMA virtual roundtable participants are invited to join complimentary follow-up calls and continue throughout the year. Although the virtual format has its benefits and has allowed everyone to keep their peer dialogue going, I know that all of the participants are anxious to return to these events in person as soon as practical, hopefully later this year. Thanks, Nancy. And to wrap up, RMA has created an internal audit council this past year. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, Steve. It's uh, been a goal of RMA since 2018 to further our penetration in the third line of defense or internal audit. We were excited to announce almost a year ago now that the Internal Audit Society of the Securities Industry and Financial Markets Association, or SIFMA, would be coming over to RMA. So overnight, we were able to add a significant number of audit professionals as associate members and meaningfully expand our thought leadership, education, and peer sharing events specifically designed for this important group of risk professionals. Through the creation of a designated council, RMA is continuing to support both the IAS members and audit professionals at all of our member institutions. We're offering the full RMA complement of products and programming. And in fact, RMA held its first virtual internal audit conference in November 2020 as part of RMA's annual risk management virtual conference. And we're looking forward to building on this engagement throughout 2021 and uh, again, expanding our presence and service to that third line of defense. Thanks, Nancy. Thank you again for joining us today. We look forward to what RMA has planned for 2021.